Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Thanks for joining us for Q&A. This is your opportunity to send in questions from the sermon this morning. So you'll find the numbers up on the screen. You can text them in. It's a great opportunity to ask them this morning. We've got some that have already come in, and that might even great. spur a thought for you. So feel free to send them in based off of other people's questions Alrighty. as well. So I'm really loving the series no, and going through thanks. anticipation and just really digging into the importance of mm-hmm. all those little details that we so right. often overlook right. about the birth of Christ. Life is generally about the details, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and seeing the hand of God in the details mm-hmm. of our life. Um, I think maybe we're afraid at times mm. to think, is God in the details? Because if he is and we don't like the details, then we're disappointed with God, which is, again, what I was trying to communicate this morning, that, that mm. he is in the details. As much as he was in the details of Christmas. And I can, we can look back at the Christmas story without hesitation and go, oh, see, that was good. Mm-hmm. God, God worked it to good. And he's in the details of my life. And I believe he's working it for good as well. And I, so just really grateful the Christmas story is as messy as it is, because mm-hmm. that's, more true to life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> absolutely. The polish just would not have right. um, connected well mm-hmm. with people. Uh, so question here actually about being ignored and overlooked. Mm. Um, I'm frustrated because I feel overlooked and ignored by God. It seems like he's withdrawn his sanctifying work from me, and it's leading me to a fading assurance of salvation. How uh, can I cling to trusting in his promise to complete his good work in me when I'm not experiencing it? Yeah. There are, uh, and I appreciate the honestness mm-hmm. of, of that question. Um, and I'm not sure uh, that I have an answer for this question that will necessarily make light bulbs come on, but this is the answer nonetheless. <clears throat> My experience of things is not what makes things true. Or my lack of experience of things is not what makes things false. Hmm. Um, We live, and I don't know, uh, I don't think this is probably the situation, but we live in a culture that genuinely says, well, I I feel this. Like, Like, we use the word I feel for things that we should, if we were speaking accurately, we would say, I think. Mm. But we are very uh, emotion centric. Mm -hmm. And I'm not dissing emotions and I'm not dissing what you feel. We just need to make sure that we don't get in the mindset that what I feel determines what is true. And so if I feel it, it's real. If I don't feel it, it must not be real. Uh, The gift of the scriptures is that it declares what is true. 
And so we believe things, we know things, whether we feel th- those things or not. So I appreciated that the question declared, uh, Philippians 1.6, he who began a good work in you will complete it to the day of Christ Jesus. So that is a certain promise of God. If I'm not feeling that, I believe the promise. If it's not happening, that's different. See, the the question kind of merged the two. Mm. I feel it, and it's not happening. Well, one of those may be true. You might not feel it, or one of it may be true that it's not happening. If it's not happening, then I conclude something differently than I do just because I don't feel it. If it's not happening and God said it would, then I have every reason to go, am I genuinely born again? Because the scripture says that he will uh, continue to sanctify those that he saves. So, uh, make sure you are thinking according to correct data, not thinking according to what you are feeling. I hope that, I hope that makes sense. So, um, because it's a genuine, it is a genuine test of, is a person born again? Is, is God changing someone? Mm, Because he says he will. Yes, he says we won't be perfect. Well, we will be perfect, but not in this life. But we are uh, to be growing, and he says he will grow us. He who began a good work in you will do it too. So if I'm never growing, then the scripture gives an evid- gives us good reason to think, not feel, to think maybe I'm not saved. If it's not happening as fast as you think, that's different. Or if you're not feeling it, that's different. There may be a particular area in your in a person's life that they're like, this is never changing. There's mm-hmm. many things that are changing, but this one thing is not changing, and therefore God's not... Uh, I don't feel like God is active in my life. He doesn't say he will change everything, uh, those things... Uh, fully, and maybe specifically those things that we would be looking to. So I I tried to address that from a couple different ways. Mm -hmm. Was that clear what I add there at the end? It could be that he is changing you in other ways, but not in the way that you are specifically looking at and therefore not feeling like it's happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a a key differentiator. Um, Like when you think about, am I using the right words to describe a situation? Well, am I using the right words to describe this, whether it's a think or a feel. Mm-hmm. Emotions are g- given by God sure. with purpose, but there's a difference there between what we think and what we feel. Yeah. My and kids th- get tired of it, but I regularly uh, correct when they say feel statements, which are actually think statements. Mm. Well, that's good. Well, <laughs> you can tell them that. I'm not going <laughs> to tell them that. <laughs> you know, that kid's Tracy said that's good. I got called out on the other day a need versus want because I always say, is uh-huh. that a need versus a what? Mommy, is that a need or a want? Oh, like, wow. Don't you, you love it me. when they bust you? Yep, you got me. <laughs> so good for you. They're listening. <clears throat> yeah. um, a continue question here. Um, isn't it important to also be real with God about yes. our broken hearts over the thing God allows that are painful? Yes. Yeah, that's what um, uh, maybe I, that wasn't clear. So thanks for asking. When the gentleman asked me, can I be mad at God? I wasn't, and my reaction was, 
Well, of course, you are. Don't stay there. Mm -hmm. So I'm not suggesting that we should not be real, but there's a difference between being real and and staying there. I remember um, Jackie, my wife, recognizing uh, in our marriage earlier on that she would say, uh, there was a, I'd be mad about something. And then she would say, but I realized just because I was mad didn't mean I needed to stay mad, that there mm. was a time to go, all right, you need to move on. But sometimes we don't want to move on because we don't feel um, justified or we don't we don't like where we are so we refuse to move on until God does something differently but I think the the clear instruction of scripture is yeah we pour our hearts out before the Lord and then we trust in him we don't lean on our understanding we acknowledge him so um, <clears throat> yes be real don't don't use I'm being real as an excuse for not living by faith. Hmm. That's a good reminder. I think so. Hope so. Yeah. Um, next question here. When a difficult situation is caused by someone else, is hmm. that still the Lord working? Uh, yeah. Th this is, um, and I can imagine we could think of small, difficult things and then mm -hmm. wildly Difficult, difficult things. Um, is that still the Lord? This is why our theology really does make all the difference in terms of how we engage life. By theology, mm -hmm. I simply mean what we believe to be true about our God. And if I believe that our God is able to work all things together for good, then yes, whether that's something, I think God can use what other people do, both good people and bad people. I mm -hmm. think God can use my good choices, and I think God can use my bad choices. He ruled, he rules in the hearts of kings, good kings and bad kings. And so... Um, the specific question was, if something difficult is the response is caused by someone else, does mm -hmm. that mean God did it? Uh, yeah. that, um, let's see. When a difficult situation is caused by someone else, is that still the Lord working? Is that still the Lord working? 100% that is the Lord mm -hmm. working. Yeah, biblical example that comes to mind, of course, is the Lord was working through Joseph's brothers by their... Uh, intent to throw him into a pit and sell him into slavery. That was the Lord working to put, if you will, uh, ultimately his ambassador in Egypt to then move from Egypt to prison. Was that the Lord's will that Potiphar's wife uh, somehow wrongly accused Joseph of rape when in fact that was not true? It was the exact opposite. Did the Lord use – was that the Lord working? Yes, it was the Lord putting Joseph out of Potiphar's house into prison so that uh, he could end up having interaction with a prisoner who had dreams and ultimately his 
identifying of explaining that dream led him to explaining the dream of Pharaoh, which led him to being second command of all of Egypt. And so lots of things were done to Joseph that would have been so, God, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. By other people and intentionally mean evil things that they did. And um, I, I think because this would be, this is a hard truth for some who have been hurt badly by others. I want to make sure that you know I'm not just making this up. In Genesis chapter 50, when Joseph ultimately speaks to his brothers who sold him into slavery and then lied about it, he said, and then dad dies, and they are afraid that he is going to get now revenge upon them. He says, do not be afraid. This is Genesis 50 verse 19. Do not be afraid for am I in God's place? As for you... You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. So therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. So he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Man, I think that is a fantastic example, a phenomenal example. of what uh, was asked right there. Can other things, can difficult things be done to us by other people and God still be working? Yes. It really is an incredible story. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, not all, yes, for how the Lord uses it and then how the Lord works in his life and his response to his brothers. Yes. Because one, he, he states it as a fact, but then he leaves it as a fact. He doesn't keep bringing it up again, like mm-hmm. when he sees his brothers, and then he gives grace. But you know it. I'm sure there's times where he was in prison where he was angry, and he's like, "What is the deal? What is going right. on?" And he, I can only assume he went through all those emotions. Be it where the Lord right. brought him and worked in his heart, it was, it's an incredible story if you've never studied yeah. it before. And if you're feeling forgotten or overlooked, mm-hmm. he was. He explained he was. the the. To the prisoner, his dream, and the guy was like, I won't forget you. And then he did. He was forgotten. Yeah, he forgot him. He stayed in prison two years after that until uh, the Lord brought it back to mind. So the right time, the right place, and the right way, even when there was a lot of evil actions done by other people against him, God was working. Yep. And what they intended for evil, God used for good. So people can harm you and do so in very evil ways, God is still working even in those moments. Here was um, when I started the New Testament in 90 days, Mm -hmm. uh, I was maybe the first morning of it. I believe so. The very first morning of my doing the New Testament in 90 days, I read about the killing of all the children in Bethlehem under two years old, mm. connected to the the birth of the story of the birth of Jesus, and I didn't go there this morning because I didn't have enough time. But I remember uh, journaling that morning about wow, I've never really thought about how painful for some families the 
Christmas was, uh, the Christmas story was for those families who, mm -hmm. because of the birth of Jesus, their sons were killed. And um, evil done. And I'm not going to shrink back from saying God was working even in those as he is in all evil situations that God is, is working. God works all things together for good. Absolutely. To those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He's always working. We often, it's by faith that we see the good when we love him. It's by faith that we see the good. But he's always working for good. And those are the um, special moments that really will leave an impression on your heart yeah. and worth <clears throat> journaling or noting to be able to go back to, because that won't be the only hard, likely, right. um, that, that we hit. But those are those moments when you experience the Lord working in a way you never have before right. that right. you can lean back on to remember his goodness and his character, because yes. he will still be that faithful again in future mm hard. -hmm. If you like cliches... Uh, Here's one to actually hold on to. Often our greatest test becomes our greatest testimony, hmm. meaning the hardest things in my life often become the sweetest experiences with the Lord. If, hmm. if I'll, we'll do what we talked about this morning, not lean on our own understanding, mm -hmm. but acknowledge Him. There really is a, a freedom, a release in thankfulness. Yes, absolutely. Um, that it is supernatural. I'm not sure I can explain it. But Philippians 4, 6, and 7 speaks about praying with thanksgiving and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So uh, sometimes I think we're afraid if we'll give thanks for that which is hard in our life, we're letting God off the hook and it's going to, we're just going to then stay miserable and be mad about it. My experience has been, according to the Word of God, because I've experienced it doesn't make mm -hmm. it true, but because the Word of God says it, it is true. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, when I pray with thanksgiving, where there is thankfulness, the heart is at rest and there is peace. And where, where I'm not experiencing peace, it's simply a reminder to me, be thankful again, Doug, be thankful again, for as long as I want peace, I will go down the path of thank thankfulness in all things. Mm. It really is. It really is powerful to be yeah. able to give thanks in those moments. And I agree with you. It's just a supernatural. Yeah, you've experienced Absolutely. it. Absolutely. doesn't mean it's true because Tracy's experienced it, but she has experienced it because it is true. Mm -hmm. Just going back to our first question. Yep. <laughs> we'll circle back on that one. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your questions. A fantastic opportunity to really... Dig back into scripture. Um, yeah. Really grateful. So thanks again for joining us. Hope you have a great day. Should they get tickets for Christmas? Yes, and you should get tickets <laughs> for Christmas. And if you have any questions, let us know. All the information is on our website. We're happy to help in any way we can. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.